Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I'm Donna Reish, your hostess and your teacher. And I'm excited to bring you what I hope will be episode number 30. I say that because this is my third attempt at recording. Something is definitely not working for me this week. So um, I am going to move forward and speak all things by faith and just plunge uh, on as though uh, it is working. And so everything is going great. Um, and then at the end, I hope it is. So anyway, I'm not sure why I'm having trouble getting my screen to share and um, yeah, getting it to save properly and so forth. So anyway, without further ado, let's get the housekeeping details out of the way. So first of all, you have two ways to consume how I teach. You can watch it on a video at YouTube or at languageartsladyblog.com, or you can listen from your favorite podcast provider. But either way, you are going to want to grab this. So if you are on video with me right now, you will see that I have um, episode number 30, Teacher's Notebook Sheets. And these sheets come with each episode. So there are 30 of these teacher's notebooks. So the beauty of this is that if you listen, you can just follow along with your teacher's notebook sheets. The other beauty of this is whether you're listening or you're watching the video, which has all of this in it as well in my PowerPoint, you can grab all 30 of these and you can see this has lessons just for you to use right now, tomorrow with your students. So um, free lessons and free teaching on how to teach those lessons and those types of things that are contained in this week's episode. So let's go on to the slideshow. Let's see, slideshow from beginning. Here we go. We are going to do finish the scene story writing for middle school and up. This comes from one of my Write for a Month books called Write for a Month Mowgli or Jungle Book. Uh, I kind of use that interchangeably, level three. So level three means that it is sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Now there are three ways that I'm going to explain to you in this lesson this week, how to tweak. So um, first of all, you won't need to tweak it uh, if you want to use the lesson straight up that's given here. So you can just use it right away with your, um, well, I'm gonna show, tell you some things about younger kids, but you can use it right away with your middle schoolers and on up even to your, with your beginning high schoolers. But three ways I'm gonna help you tweak. Number one is I'm gonna help you figure out how after you use my free lesson, you can do this yourself. So how to find the right kinds of scenes, the right, kind of the right kinds of levels and uh, how to do it for younger kids as well as how to do it for older kids. Uh, secondly, how to adapt the lesson here for elementary and high school. Thirdly, how to adapt for a classroom. So when I teach these lessons, I have 60 total students, but they're not all here at the same time. So when I'm teaching one of this lesson, for example, I might have between four and 11 kids sitting around table, around my table. And so I can see what they're marking and I can see the looks on their faces and I can see, and they can see my book and what I'm highlighting. And so we have this, you know, interchange taking place that is immediate and that is personal and close, right, up close. And if you want to do this in a larger co-op situation, 
or a uh, public or private school situation, I'm going to give you some tips for doing that as well. And also tips for the public or private school or even co-op teacher who needs to utilize uh, conserve paper. Um, I've been working with my Teachers Pay Teachers coach and putting a lot of products over on Teachers Pay Teachers so that other um, educators can also use them, my materials besides just homeschoolers. And one of the things that I did not realize that I was up against in uh, providing materials for school teachers as well, brick and mortar teachers, is the whole concept of conserving paper. So it wasn't until she told me, you know, that many teachers have to pay for their own copies and many teachers are extremely limited in what they are allowed to copy and how many pages they're allowed to copy. And so uh, because of that, I've been tweaking some things to make them fit better uh, in that scenario where they can print fewer pages and so forth. This is not one of those because it's really important to me that when a student outlines the story that the previous paragraphs are right up above the student's outline. You'll see that in a little bit. Same thing is true when the student writes the finish for that scene that the previous paragraphs that they're finishing the scene of are right above the, where they're writing. And so uh, with that in mind, it makes it really difficult to conserve paper. So um, I'm gonna give you some tips for that too. So without further ado, I bring you finish the scene story writing for middle school and up. Okay, you know where we're gonna start? We are going to start with an overview box. So with an overview box, I uh, tell my students what the whole assignment will contain. Now this box, this page shows all the details of the lesson. At the top, you can see that it says lesson one. That means that it is a one week lesson in my uh, homeschooling circles, in my world. Um, you could definitely spend two weeks on it if you wanted to but usually this takes one week and then their edits go out. They bring them to me, their edits go out and then they go back to them and then they do a, um, a final copy. So it, it does stretch out to two weeks by the time all of that transpires, but um, most of the lessons and the teaching can be done in one week. So this is the overview box for the whole week project. Now, I've talked a lot about expectation explanations. I just spoke to 100 young moms of preschoolers um, last week and talked about the importance of expectation explanations to young children in parenting and in you know, giving them a heads up as to what is coming. And so that's actually where I started this whole concept of expectation explanations, explaining the expectations to kids. Now, with writing, with teaching, I would never not do it. There's never a time that I don't tell my students, this is what's happening with this project. This is how many paragraphs. This is the number of quotes you're going to need. These are the expectations that I have for you in this project. And then I also tell them, but don't worry because I am going to give you the tools. I am going to give you the skills that you need to complete these expectations. I'm not going to expect something out of you that I do not teach you how to do, that I do not prepare you to do any more than we wanna do with our preschoolers, have expectations of them that they are not able to carry out. So your expectation explanation could look like this. When my kids first open their book, this is their first page of each lesson. And then we put a sticky note at the top 
that says OV box. And they know that that is their overview box. They know that these are not the assignments. The assignments are all throughout with the teaching. This is just for them to look at a glance and see. So I walk them through it like this. So for now, Roman number one, you're going to do a finish the scene or more than one scene from the jungle, from scenes of the Jungle Book story. Roman numeral two, and they already know whether they're basic or extensions. All of my books are multi-level so that you can, we can accommodate like second and third grade in one level, fourth and fifth in another, sixth, seventh and eighth in another, eighth, ninth and 10th in another, and then upper high school in the fifth level. So I say, you know, get your highlighters ready and they're marking this all up with me. Basic students will choose two scenes to finish. Extension students will choose three scenes and they highlight whichever one they are. Then we come down here and I Roman numeral three, basic students write a one paragraph finish for that scene, for each scene that they choose. And extension students write a two paragraph scene for each, um, two paragraph finish for each scene that they've chosen. We come over here to Roman numeral four. They're highlighting all of these things, whichever pertains to them. Basic students write four to six sentences in each paragraph. Extension students will write six to 10 sentences in each paragraph. Nobody will write a separate opening because it's already given in the scene start they have. And nobody will write a separate closing. They will just end their scene with whatever happens um, because it's not usually the end of the story. It's kind of in the middle of the story. All right, so let me go through this lesson with you. First of all, we always do the same thing. After we do expectation explanations, we always look at the samples provided. All right, so um, just a little walkthrough here before we read the samples. The A2 on this page says, consider which two scenes or if your extension, three scenes that you would like to finish. And then of course, from the overview box, we know that basics gonna have two, extension's gonna have three scenes. Number two, basic students will write a one paragraph finish and extension students will write a two paragraph finish. And the scenes do not have to link to each other. I'm gonna address that in just a moment when you see the actual scenes. So they can always do more because I inevitably have my eager story writing students raise their hand and ask if they can do more. They can always do more, they just can't do less. They can always write more sentences. They just can't write fewer sentences. They can always write more paragraphs. They just cannot write fewer um, sentences and paragraphs. So uh, as far as for me is concerned, you can adjust it you know, for your students and your kids' levels. All right, so they're going to choose their scenes. And here are the scenes that they choose from. So all the scenes here are together so they can see at a glance the scenes that they have to choose from. There are five of them. And they're all on one page together on my slideshow. They're on two screens, but they're, uh, they will choose two if they're basic and three if they're extension scenes that they want to finish. Now, these scenes are from anywhere in the Jungle Book story. So scene one is who will take care of Mowgli. Scene two is Mowgli and the monkeys. Scene three is the fight between the evil wolves and father wolf. Scene four is, will Mowgli go get the fire, the red flower? And scene five is, will Mowgli return to the village to live? Now, I said I was going to address this uh, number three on A2. The scenes do not have to link to each other. This is really important because you've heard me say this before, too. We don't want to ask too many new skills or too many 
difficult skills all at the same time. And what they are going to do is they're going to choose a standalone scene, read the, the paragraphs that are given so far, and then choose a way to, for that scene to finish. But that's just one scene. Okay, then they'll do it again, and then they'll do it again at their extensions. They'll do it three times. Now, suppose in scene one, they choose to have Shere Khan fall off a cliff. Well, then later on, when Shere Khan is in another scene, they have to figure out a way to link that, even though Shere Khan supposedly had fallen off the cliff already. So we don't want to ask them to link this. We're not asking them to write a complete story. So I tell my students when they're writing something short like this, like we just did getting away and getting out of a room the other day, uh, the last couple of weeks with my high schoolers. And I said, this is like two, this is like four or five paragraphs that could be in the middle of a big movie. And in this big movie, this one little section is the good guys getting away from the bad guys or, you know, the uh, uh, animal getting out of the uh, flooded basement or the um, uh, skipper asleep in the bottom of the boat that's on fire, right? It's, it is in the middle of the story. It is just a part of a big story. So I tell them that here too, that this is just a part of your big story and you're gonna, they're gonna each one stand alone. So you can have anything happen that you want in your finishes for each scene and they don't have to go together. They don't have to be linked to each other. The same thing doesn't have to continue to happen throughout your scenes. So we're not asking you know, uh, them to write a really big, long story. And we're not asking them to link scenes that might not link very well. All right, so they're gonna choose their scenes. All right, then they're going to outline and then they're gonna brainstorm and then they're going to outline and then they're going to write. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna come back to those, those um, uh, steps in just a moment. Let's go to the samples. So after I tell them that uh, we go over the overview box and I tell them what they're doing and everything, and I show them the scene choices because they get pretty excited when they see the scene choices. Then I, I show them the scene choices. And then I say, you know, you're gonna read the scene choices and choose your scenes and stuff. I say, but let's come back here and look at a couple of samples. So you can get some ideas of how you might want to finish your scenes or of how another student finished their scenes. So we come back to the back and we get to the student samples. Funny thing about this sample, the first one that I'm looking at, it is by Samantha Krasik, and um, this was several years ago, so maybe she was in fifth grade. Um, now she's maybe a senior, but she is one of my editors now, so she edits student papers, which is really cute. <laughs> um, all of my editors have been my former students, usually for four to six years, and then they graduate into editing student papers when they're um, seniors or when they're in college, um, that kind of thing. So. Uh, some some of my kids have like been an editor for me, you know, all through college. It was just it was just their their job all through college. So wonderful to be able to impart these skills onto students in such a uh, an expansive way and with so much depth of understanding that they can go on and edit student papers and help other students learn how to do sentence combining and so forth. Speaking of that. Next week, lesson uh, hit 31 is going to be uh, me teaching how I edit student papers. So anyway, 
So this is Samantha's. So that's a, a full circle there. All right. So I tell the students, she has chosen scene one. There are two paragraphs there. A tiger, a panther, a bear, and a pack of wolves had gathered for a council. They were... Um, they were meeting and they were there to discuss the Mowgli who had been found by Mother Wolf and she'd cared for him and now the council had been called. And then um, they talked about Shere Khan wanting to kill him. Baloo is introduced. Uh, the bear, he wants to, he cares about Mowgli. Bagheera the panther was there and he doesn't trust Shere Khan and Mother Wolf wanted to keep uh, Mowgli as well. So then what happens? So this is kind of like your choose your own adventure stories, right? And the beauty of this, another beauty of this, is that when we're teaching story writing, like the, the aforementioned story that I just talked about that all my high schoolers did to get away or get out um, a short story that they did, is that they're in that case and in many, many of the story writing assignments that I have, especially in my upper level books, but even in the junior high books as well, they are having to come up with the scene, the setting, the characters, the obstacle, the goals, the obstacles, the resolutions, and everything along the way, right? But this is really a stepping stone for story writing because it's already started for them, all right? And I didn't mention this, but these scenes actually came out of... Um, my writing assistant and I wrote a book, Zach Kieser. We wrote a book um, called Twice Told Tales. It's available at, uh, not sure, Language Arts Lady Store and Teachers Pay Teacher Store. And um, it's, it's a really exciting book where you have one story like the Jungle Book and then the spinoff uh, of that, a spinoff of that, a um, Twice Told Tale which are, we have tons of twice told tale assignments. I've already taught about those in previous episodes. So then we read the finish here. This is how Samantha finished this scene. All right, <clears throat> then I take them to Abby's finish here, um, which uh, has the scene two, Mowgli and the monkeys. Um, it's kind of weird on my screen because it's not the whole page since it's landscape. So scene two, Mowgli and the monkeys, two paragraphs there, what's happening right there. They read through that and then they outline. So I showed them an example of the outline that somebody did, reminding them that a paragraph is a unit of thought. So when you outline, you put right here, what do you want? You put right down here, Shere Khan coming, right? This is what's going to happen in this paragraph, and this is what's going to happen in this paragraph, it's a two-paragraph finish, five to eight sentences in each paragraph, okay? And also, since they are writing from their heads, from their brains, as my little kids like to call it, since they're writing from their brains, they can use whatever outlining mode they want. When they write from a source, I limit the number of words they can use in their outline, and they can use symbols, but they have to use fewer words so that they do not plagiarize, but when they write originally, they can use whatever writing outlining method they want. So um, Abby actually has several full sentences here, and that's perfectly fine if that's how she wanted to outline. Then here is Abby's um, finish, the two paragraphs about Mowgli and the monkeys, and then her two paragraph finish. 
Isn't that amazing? So wonderful. Okay, so let's go back here to the brainstorming. So they are going to, in D1, uh, write the scene number and write things that they think could, they could have happened in their scene. It could be crazy, real, out of this world, practical. It doesn't matter yet. Just write anything you think of and then do the same for two if you're writing, if you're a basic student and do or do the same for three scenes um, if you're an extension student, <clears throat> okay? Um, then write anything you can think of. And then the, from this, will you will, things will emerge that you might want to include, that you might want to have happen. So I literally tell the students they can write characters, they can write something about the setting, they can write something about the trees, they can add another, they can bring in another character for those last two uh, paragraphs of the scene. They can write a bunch of different ideas about what they could happen and then they choose one. They can, brain, this brainstorm will bring to their forefront um, some ideas that they can use. Okay, now they're going to outline, just like I showed you with Abby's outline in the back of the book and the, and the sample outline. And so um, I have them place X's with a light colored highlighter on any that they're not doing, just to keep their focus on the pages they're doing, but don't have, I never have them like destroy it. So they just might put a light yellow line across it or something like that. So they know that that's not one they are doing. So then they highlight the three that they're doing for extensions or the two that they're doing for basic. And then they come in and they look in their brainstorming box and they decide what do they want to happen and how can that be divided? This is gonna be paragraph one. This is gonna be paragraph two of the finish. So this will be four total paragraphs, right? They're continuing what is given here. And so they know from all the years of harping that I've done on them that a paragraph is a unit of thought. So what happens here? And then you write down everything on your sentence lines that goes, sentence lines that go with that paragraph topic. And then when you change aspects, you change paragraphs. So I uh, teach my kids in story writing that three things constitute a scene change. So a scene change can take come about when you have a change in characters, when you have a change in location, or when you have a change in event. Now this is all one scene, but they can also think about that with their paragraph breaks. So um, this is, they're all meeting and everything. So the finished paragraph one could be, you know, that uh, Shere Khan stands up and speaks. And so that would be like a character change, right? And then seeing, then the finished two paragraph could be, that um, Mother Wolf runs into the forest with Mowgli, right? So that's a different action. So I help them through that if they need extra help. All right, so there are the scenes. And this is where what I was talking about a little bit ago when I said that it's kind of difficult for students to write without the stuff in front of them. So um, that's why right here, the scene, the two paragraph scene is right in front of them and then their outlining lines are below that. The two paragraph scene is right 
and front on the top, and then the two paragraph outlining lines are below that and so forth. Now, if you need to conserve paper, one of the things that you can do is you can print off just outlining lines and you can get all the scenes and put them on cards for people to share at a table, or you can put it on, uh, you can give every student uh, all five scenes. But in that case, they would, you would only, you wouldn't have to print it so many times because you would print all five scenes like those, like you could print those cards, right? You could print those as cards. And then um, you could uh, print brainstorming boxes and then you can just print outlining lines. And so when they outline, they'll have their cards beside them. When they write, they'll have their cards beside them. So you wouldn't need to have all of the pages that I have here. So that is a paper conservation um, tip there for you. Um, I have this thing about making things as easy as possible for students, and that isn't always um, as economical, right? I can remember when our kids were growing up, you know, we drove jalopies. I mean, literally jalopies. And, but boy, we had the best educational materials you could ask for. So well, not the best, but we, we had very, very good educational materials. And that was just always a big, big priority to me. So, you know, in school situations, you might not have the option of printing all of this. So in that case, you can print the scenes, give those scene pages to the student, that one page with all the scenes on it, and then um, they won't need as many of the pages that are in the document. Okay, so now they're going to write. And again, I have them put a light line on the ones they're not doing. So right now it only has, this only has scene one to show you how I do it, um, to try to conserve uh, pages here in the, out, in the hit document and in the PowerPoint. But um, this is what it looks like. Their scene one is up here and then their lines to write. Scene two is the next uh, page with lines to write. Okay, and again, you can combat that with uh, little cards of the scenes on them. So a couple of things, I mentioned that the scenes here came from Twice Told Tales by Zach um, Kaiser and uh, me. And um, this, uh, that this is written at roughly like a seventh or eighth grade level. So when I say it's written at a seventh or eighth grade, uh, it's probably closer to sixth grade level. I mean, there are some, there are a lot of positives, there are compound sentences, there are sentence openers. Those are very specific things that when Zach writes samples for me and things that I tell him exactly what I want in terms of how many sentences per paragraph, how, um, how many words in each sentence um, I, I range. Um, do I want openers? Do I want compound sentences? Do I want compound sentences with uh, comma fanboys or do I want compound sentences with semicolons? Um, do I want you know, a positives and really, you know, like more advanced sentence structures. And so that gives the student who's writing the level of writing material that they need. So they are, they have the exact level of writing material that they need to write from uh, that's more at their reading and writing level. So when you are choosing for your students, if you want to do this for younger students, um, you can definitely do this. The, the One of the beauties, another beauty, I've said that a lot in this episode, another beauty of this is that the, um, the uh, stories are familiar, right? Most kids know about the Jungle Book stories, and most kids, if they don't, they can you know, go on Disney Plus and watch the movie, or they can check out library books, they can get our Twice Told Tale book that has like 12 different 
uh, tails in it, and then tw 12 tails, and then 12 twice-told tails. Um, but uh, the familiarity is another beauty of this because with the familiarity, they don't have to learn a whole new story in order to finish, right? In order to write about that story or in order to continue writing that story. So that is another beauty of this. So when you are considering, you know, creating scenes for your students, um, some of the stories like in Twice Told Tales are more difficult and maybe not as familiar uh, to students. So I'm thinking of like Alice in Wonderland or Mulan. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the more difficult ones that are in there that would be more appropriate maybe for a high school level that they would write from a more difficult passage and to finish the scene. And then for um, elementary students, uh, we have a lot of passages in all of my writing books that you could use. I mean, just tons and tons and tons that students write from, they make outlines and write from, but you can use those for sure. But also something like um, what your kin, uh, preschooler uh, needs to know, what your kindergartner needs to know. Those, some of those uh, handbooks, they have really great fairy tales and, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, a mother goose type stories, those kind of things in them. That, and they are written at a preschool readability level, not for the preschool to read, but listening, ab listening ability, um, listening reading level, their listening level. And they're written in like at a kindergarten listening level, first grade listening level. And so those are some easy ones that you can pull from also to make it much easier. Now, to use this particular lesson with high schoolers, you can have them make a longer finish. So if you wanna use this with you know, ninth grade and up, you would have them do it like a four paragraph finish instead of a two paragraph finish, right? Or if you uh, want to create your own, you would use like a three paragraph start for the scene and have them finish the scene with three paragraphs or four paragraphs. So it's definitely um, you know, very adaptable to whatever level that you want to work at with your students. So this is a delightful, delightful project. Uh, just even going through this again, just makes me wanna print it off. I tested these books. Um, uh, Mowgli was written about five years ago, the uh, Jungle Book, uh, Write for a Month was written about five years ago and I tested them for a couple of years with multiple, with multiple students and uh, several classes. But it makes me just wanna get them back out and just do this whole jungle book again because it's just incredibly cute and kids really, really like it. Again, the familiarity really um, helps a lot. So keep that in mind when you are um, creating your own. All right, I'm going to take you to the back matter quickly and tell you what you can get for free. So don't forget here with uh, your teacher's notebooks, this languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook, all 30 of these free lessons. And then you can go back and listen to how I teach them. Here are um, free um, lessons with free videos. So all of these have free lessons and a free video of me teaching as though I'm teaching a group of students. So you can take a week or two off there for uh, teaching your kids writing. And then these are not necessarily finished these scenes, although some of them are, there are a couple of finished these scenes, um, but they are story writing lessons specifically. So these are just various levels of story writing that um, 
your students might enjoy doing. And these are the creative writing books of the Meaningful Composition. Meaningful Composition is my character-based one semester book. And these write for a month are one month long. And then I also have one and two week projects as well at Teachers Pay Teachers. So a little bit of everything for everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you want me to teach your co-op, your neighborhood, <laughs> your kids, I love creating a class and uh, teaching um, a whole group online. And we can do that. My husband also does this hire a teacher where he just does a subject or two online and in person. Um, just getting a, a subject off of the plate of the homeschooling mom, just uh, to not have to think about that, right? This, he is especially, this is a popular option for sciences, high school sciences and really all maths actually. <laughs> but he's really great at all these subjects. He can teach anything. He is amazing at, um, yeah, I just, I have specific areas that I teach in, but he uh, really teaches across the board. And also just private tutoring. This is if you want like remediation. Um, so that is also helpful. He has a lot of um, public school and private school um, online and in person in the evenings of students who, who go to school and need either remediation or they need homework help. Thank you so much for joining me. It is such a pleasure to bring you how I teach. I love, love, love um, teaching and I love teaching teachers, parents, and teaching parents. Thanks for joining me.